Hello, awesome humans, and welcome to today's episode of the Awesome Human Podcast. I'm Natalie, your host, and I'm so grateful you're here. As a quick reminder, we record this podcast with a live virtual audience, so you will hear me respond to questions and comments. If you'd like to join me for Awesome Human Hour Live, I would love it. It's every Wednesday at noon Eastern, and you can sign up by going to happier.com and clicking on Awesome Human Hour. Now, before we dive into today's topic, just take a moment to arrive to this moment right now. This time is for you, and I hope you find today's episode really valuable. I asked two questions. I said, do you believe you have a calling in life? And then what is it? And I was really surprised because more than 50% of people said they don't feel they have a calling. And that surprised me. And I said, okay, hold on. We got to talk about this. So that was the reason. So I want you to just, I'm actually curious. Can you put in chat? Do you... Do you, do you feel you have a calling in life? Just say yes or no. You can share what it is. There's no judgment. I just would like to, I'd like to know. Um, there's, there's no judgment. So um, obviously I cannot give you the answers to how uncover your calling in the next 18 minutes. Um, but I can, I want to give you some places to get started and then we'll continue. I'm going to do a whole episode on this. We'll continue to talk about this. So the first thing I want to share with you is what is a calling? Um, you know, I think for most of my life, I thought of a calling as something like really grand, you know, like a calling to be a writer or a calling to, you know, be a great doctor who discovers a cure for cancer. Like I thought of it in these great terms and it kind of was very elusive. I didn't, I didn't have a calling. Um, it was similar. Like people would say, what's your passion? And I said, I, I have no idea. I, I, it was, it was always very intimidating. And um, I've shifted how I think about it. And I want to share, um, there is a book, it's called The Soul's Code. And um, uh, there's a link, Debbie will put a link in chat, but it's called A Soul's Code. And uh, it's a book that has really helped me organize my kind of inner thoughts around this. And in this book, um, the author talks about, and he is the originator. I don't know if you've ever heard of acorn theory. So if you have, um, this is the book that kind of brought it to life. And the acorn theory, it's something I've been hearing about it for a really long time, finally read the book. The acorn theory says that we are all here on purpose, that you know how there's this debate, is it nature, is it nurture, are we the way we are because our parents parented our certain way or is it genetics? And the acorn theory says that yes, nature has impact. Yes, you know, nurture has impact, but really we're each have um, an acorn within us, a soul. And you can use whatever word is comfortable for you. Um, I use the word soul, but um, that we, we all have a purpose. We are here on purpose. And the acorn theory says that our path in life is like, like an acorn to become an oak tree, right? The purpose of the acorn is to do what? To become an oak tree. And I just find when I originally like encountered the acorn theory and this book and others that I've read, it really resonated with me. This idea that we all have this little acorn in us and the purpose is to grow into an oak tree and for us to figure out um, what that is. You know, my daughter, Mia, uh, her bat mitzvah was in Israel uh, four years ago when she turned 13. And I wrote a toast that I gave to her. Um, and what I said to her, I actually wrote this note for myself to remember. I said, you know, your job in life is to figure out what is, what is your acorn? 
What is your gift? What is your unique contribution? And then to work your butt off to figure, to figure out how to bring it out into the world. It is not going to be easy. It is not a calling. Isn't something that bursts out of you, you know, like um, for some people it does, right? Obviously Mozart's calling is to be a musician, a composer, right? Like he was composing at two. Obviously Picasso's calling is to be a great artist. So sometimes it bursts out, but for most of us not. And so I wanted to say this to you, um, the same thing that I said to my daughter that I believe so strongly that we're all here on purpose, that there's an acorn in every single one of us. And our job, our entire, like this whole gig of living is about figuring out what that is and then doing the work. And it is work. We have to overcome inner resistance. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. We have to actually do the work to help our acorn grow into an oak tree. Um, so I want to give you uh, some ways to start thinking about, because I saw there was a mix of responses. Some people feel they have a calling. Some people feel they don't. Some people are unsure. All of that is fine. So I want to give you um, some uh, questions, some ways to start thinking about what it might be, or if you feel like you have one to kind of maybe even get clear um, about it. Um, and these are questions that I have used. These are questions that have really helped me. Um, and so everything I'm sharing is uh, part of my own experience. So um, here are some questions to consider uh, in terms of uncovering your calling. And the uncovering the calling, like there was a reason I'm saying uncover it. It's not discover it. Your calling is within you. You are here for that reason. Every single one of us has a unique something to contribute. And so it's about uncovering it under it's underneath what you think you should be doing, what the world tells you should be doing, what maybe your parents told you you should be doing. It's underneath all that. It's there. So it's about uncovering it versus going out and it's waiting for you somewhere to discover it. So here are some questions that I find really helpful that if you don't feel like you have your calling yet to help you uncover it. Think of yourself like an archaeologist and you're digging for um, that acorn, like you're, you want to go in and find your acorn. So here are some questions. When do I feel most alive? Like what, what, what are you doing when you feel most alive? Um, what feels almost easy to me, but I don't mean easy like, you know, washing dishes is easy, right? I mean, an activity that you are doing um, that feels, it might involve work, but it doesn't feel like there's resistance or friction, right? Um, that's another one, another question. Another question that I've, I've, that really helps me is just to ask like, what lights me up inside? Like, what do I do? And it just gives me like that inner light or it feels like um, I have so much energy to keep doing it. Um, Another question to ask is, um, what is something that I do that gives me this sense, and this is not a logical question, but that gives me this feeling of I am contributing something that is meaningful to me. And that can be like both an intellectual answer, but also um, more of a feeling answer. Um, and uh, here's one more question, and this is actually one of my favorites, and I'm going to pause on this a little bit. If I ask people I love, family members, friends, colleagues, if I ask people I love, how would they say I contribute uniquely to their lives? 
I want you to actually pause and think about that. That to me, you know, I've, I've, my gift of my work is I work with so many different kinds of people. And I have had many, many conversations over the years with people who say, I'm not sure what my calling is. I'm not sure what my sense of purpose is. And I've given them this question because often other people in our lives can sense or know our calling way before we do. And I'm going to give you two personal examples for me. Um, so you all know that a huge part of my work is public speaking. And it's something that I love. It is something that lights me up inside. It is something that I feel is my unique contribution to the world. It is something that I work so hard. One day I'll do a talk about um, I, an awesome human hour about speaking and what it involves and how to work on a talk. I do so much work, but it doesn't feel hard. It feels like I have endless energy to do it. So public speaking is um, one of the things, and not just public speaking, I would say, but teaching people through the lens of my own experience, like sharing myself with people that way, I believe it's part of my calling. And, in, in, and to do that in order to help people you know, struggle less and transcend struggle. But I'm 46 years old and I've only recently really come into my own to say, yeah, that is a part of my calling. But you know what? My dad, when I was in my early 20s, and I think maybe even younger, I remember my dad and I was doing something totally different. I was a consultant at McKinsey. I was completely like different field. And I remember my dad and he would say to me often, and he would say, I don't know what this is called. He didn't even have the name for it, but he would say, I feel like you need to be like, I don't know. He would say correspondent on TV. Like that wasn't the word, but he was like, somehow you need to get in front of people and share. And he, you see, like, he didn't even know the words, but he, because he, people who love us, they, they, they see ourselves sometimes before we see ourselves. And he had that hunch. Do you think I listened to him? No, I did not because that wasn't what I felt I should be doing. And it was a path that was so foreign and weird to me. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. I, I was a consultant. I was an entrepreneur that I didn't even pause to think about it. So I'm giving you one example. I'm going to give you one more that has to do with my art, but asking yourself this question, like if, if you feel really stuck, like you're not quite sure what your calling is, it is so helpful to get out of your own mindset and enter the mindsets of people who love you and ask, if I ask people who love me, what would they say? How would they say I uniquely contribute to their lives or the world? And you know what? Go ask them. Go ask them. This is my challenge to you. If you feel stuck, if you're unsure what your calling is, go have that conversation. Have it with your partner, with your kids, with your close friends, with your close colleagues. Actually say to them, and I've given this as a, as a homework uh, with some of the leaders I've worked with who said they're not sure what their calling is, go talk to them and say, listen, I am working on, I'm not quite sure what my sense of purpose is. I'm stuck. And I'd love to just for you to tell me, how do you feel I uniquely contribute to your life? Or what do you feel is my unique contribution to the world? It will be such an enlightening conversation. And um, again, because people who love us, and it's obviously got to be someone who loves you. It's got to be someone who you trust, but it's so often it's easier for those people to take off the different shields and the masks that we wear, the mask of this is what I should be doing. This is my role. This is blah, 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 blah. This is what my parents wanted me to do. 
and to really see the truth in ourselves. So go have that conversation. And I realize it's vulnerable and I realize it's not easy, but you know what? It's worth it because figuring out your acorn so it can grow into this beautiful oak tree, it's worth it. And it is work. You have to, we have to take off all these layers. So go have that conversation. I want to give you another example um, uh, in my life. So my uh, husband, Avi, and my uh, friend, Sharon, for a really long time already, have referred to me as an artist. Uh, up until five years ago, I didn't even touch a paintbrush. Now, I've always loved art. I've always wanted to paint. I'm really creative and I've dabbled like when I lived in Japan, but art was never something I allowed myself to do. Um, even when I did it, I would always be like, oh yeah, it's, you know, art over here on the side. Like it, it's like a hobby over there. And, but I'm not an artist, but my friend Sharon, who loves me very much and Avi, who loves me very much, they would always say to me, no, you're an artist. And they would always bring that up. And I rejected it. I didn't want to hear it but they saw it. Right. And so I'm sharing this with you because, you know, this week I, um, I'm, I think I shared with you a couple of weeks ago, it's part of why I'm creating an NFT collection and sharing. That's why I created my canvases and journals for you with my art. I made a commitment to you, to myself to give more of my time and my work time to sharing my art. But I'm sharing the story with you because I didn't feel that being an artist was my calling until recently, but other people who loved me did. So I encourage you to go have that conversation with people who love you if you're really stuck. Now, the thing, and I've already alluded to, um, we often have a lot of resistance to accepting our calling. I think accepting our calling is part of our hero's journey, right? If you're familiar with Joseph Campbell's work, another huge influence in my life, um, and he's um, the mythologist and um, anthropologist and author and philosopher who kind of brought the hero's journey into our modern times, there, we always, there's usually resistance for most of us, for most of us mortals. So the not Picassos, the not Mozarts, but for most of us mortals, there's resistance to accepting our calling. And resistance is there because of a lot of things. I want to just acknowledge it. Um, resistance because it's uncertain, right? You know, if there's a path that we always thought we should follow, right, for whatever reason, our family, what society tells us, whatever, we all have these stories of what we should do in our lives. And if our calling is outside of that, it's really scary. And it's really uncertain. And I want to tell you, like, it is very scary for me to accept that part of my calling in my life is to create art and share it with people. It's really scary because what if my art is no good? What if I can't make a living with it? What if I, what if people don't care? Right. It's so scary. Also, you know, how do I connect it to like, we have all a lot of resistance. And I share this because I want you to recognize that doesn't mean that's not your calling. That just means you have to do work and you have to step into your courage to find ways to follow it right and the the, the other thing i want to just say about um resistance that we feel is i think it's really important to not judge ourselves for it you know you are not weak you are not um uh not committed if you have a sense of a calling but you haven't yet figured out how to follow it in your life you're human 
And it's, it's challenging to take off all those layers and to find the courage to take the steps to actually, once you've figured out what it is, to actually nourish your acorn so it can grow into an oak tree. But I want to tell you, I, I really do believe it is why you are here. It is the entire, it's, it's the entire, I've been saying it's like the entire gig of life is to figure out what your acorn is and then to do the work, the inner work of removing, working through the resistance of working through the layers of editing stories that hold you back and then to do the work to bring it out. You know, um, it's like, you know, again, again, I sent an email yesterday and here, you know, I shared, okay, I created these journals and canvas prints and, but that's been years in the making. First of all, it was months in the making of just to create the layouts and the art and all that stuff. But it's been years in the making because the first step was to actually find the courage to say, hi, I'm Natalie and I'm an artist and here is my art. And you may not like it and people may not enjoy my work and you may buy it or might not buy it, but I am an artist. And the other thing I just want to say about um, callings is uh, I think that if we get quiet enough, and by that, I mean, we go within ourselves deep enough. We, it's almost sometimes easier to understand, to know when we're not following our calling. And that's also a good place to start. Um, you know, I, I uh, use this analogy a couple of times in my talks. I said that for most of my life, I feel like I was trying to make my acorn become a tomato, right? Like I worked really hard to, you know, um, build companies and I worked in consulting and finance and I did a pretty good job. It never felt mine. It never felt like if I actually asked myself, which I never did because I just didn't have this awareness. So I just didn't. But if I had asked myself, like, does this feel true to me? The answer would be no. And if I look back there was a lot of resistance, not just internally, but things were hard because it's hard to make an acorn into a tomato. It is not possible to make an acorn into a tomato. And I was trying to make my acorn into a tomato and it was hard and there was a lot of resistance externally. But the beautiful thing is, again, I, I use the word easy with a lot of caveats, but once I discovered or uncovered and accepted like my calling to teach people through the lens of my own experience, both on public speaking and other ways, but to teach people how to transcend struggle and suffering. Once I accepted my calling of being an artist and sharing art that brings people joy, all these things started to happen to help me do it. And I don't know what, you know, it doesn't matter where you are on the metaphysical scale, right? I spent most of my life as a very loud atheist before I had my breakdown and kind of had what I call a spiritual awakening. I'm still not religious, but I am very spiritual. So it doesn't matter where you are in the metaphysical. You can believe whatever it is matters. But when we align with what our purpose internally is, all these people and all these things start to happen to help us do it because every our acorn growing into an uh, oak tree doesn't just benefit us. It benefits everyone around us. So again, I just want to remind you of the questions that I shared and I love all the comments and chat. And obviously we need a much longer session on this. I said this at the beginning, we are going to do a whole session because I want to take you through some of these questions, but I just felt really, I don't know. I felt really called <laughs> after I posed that question on Instagram and people said they don't, so many people said they don't feel they have a calling. I just felt called to at least do a short episode on this and give you some of those initial seeds, give you some of those initial steps 
And then we'll do um, another session on how to uncover your calling. So I just want to repeat the questions because some of you have asked um, to start to ask yourself, what do I do that makes me feel really alive? What do I do that kind of lights me up inside? What do I do that um, feels almost effortless or easy? It doesn't mean I'm not doing work to do it, but it feels like there's no resistance. And finally, if I ask people who love me how I uniquely contribute to their lives or the world, what would they say? And my challenge to you is to go and have that conversation. Go and have that conversation with at least one person who loves you. I think it will be a really big gift that you give not just to yourself, but to that person. Um, I would love, by the way, to hear your thoughts. You can always just um, send me an email to natalie at happier.com. I like want to know, because this is a, it's a big topic that we just try to cover in a short amount of time. Uh, we'll def I'm definitely going to do another episode on this. This is something that I'm, um, I feel very called to explore this area together um, with all of you and this community and in my work and talks and workshops. Um, and one thing that I've learned to do um, is to listen to that inner calling. Like when I feel called to do something, I used to never pay attention because I was so up here, I never listened. And I think a really big piece of uncovering our calling is about learning to quiet this. I'm pointing to my head, if you're listening to this, and to learn to ask those inner awareness questions and to listen. Thank you, everyone. I hope this was useful and fueling and inspiring. And I hope it launches you on this really meaningful inner exploration to uncover your acorn because you have one so it can grow into a beautiful oak tree because we all need your oak tree. We need your oak tree. You're here on purpose to grow from that acorn into an oak tree. Thank you. I am so excited to go record my uh, segment with Kelly Clarkson. And here are the producers. Perfect timing, you guys. Have an awesome rest of your day. All right, awesome humans. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Awesome Human Podcast. And I would love to know what resonated. What questions do you have? What are you excited to practice? So send us an email to team at happier.com. And please rest assured, if you send an email that you'd love for me to read, I will always get it in my inbox. My team will send it to me. Let's stay in touch so you can keep practicing skills to help you struggle less and thrive more in work and life. The best way to do it is to go to happier.com and subscribe to my weekly newsletter. I promise you, I would never send you spam. It's just more practices, skills, and stories to help you embrace your inner awesome human. I can't wait to see you next week.